0: faithwire.com
1: russia's invasion of ukraine is taking a deadly turn today is monday april 18th 2022 i'm dan andros we'll have that top story and more on today's four and three podcast from cbn's faithwire you can subscribe to us on itunes we'd love to have you with us as we go through the news of the day from a christian perspective with me today as always trey phillips and billy hallowell from CBN's Faith with a look at what's coming up on the podcast today. Happy Monday, guys! Hope you had a fantastic Easter weekend.
2: I did. I want to redo it. I had so much fun. It
0: was great. <laughs> yeah. I ate a lot of
2: candy. There you go. A lot of candy. There you go. It
0: was a it was a good weekend. It was a fun fun weekend. Got to spend some time with family and obviously celebrate Easter. So can't complain.
1: Yes, fantastic. And then you get to come back to work on Monday and it's tax day. I mean, what a, what right. better
0: combination
1: than? Then a tax day Monday. My Why would favorite. They even do that? <clears throat>
2: Why would they even do that
0: to us? Right, it's a harsh start to the week, you know? It
1: is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Never a fan um, of tax day in in, in yeah. my mind, but anyway, what do we have? Uh, what do we have coming up, guys?
0: So I'm going to be talk- talking about a fire uh, that actually one local leader said led to an Easter miracle. Mm. Uh, so we'll get into those details. All right. And we are going to be talking
2: about a medical miracle. This crazy story out of Michigan about a woman who was in a wheelchair for 13 years and apparently. Has been healed.
1: Yeah, that's that is an incredible story. I'm looking forward to hearing the the details on that one as well. Always great to see. I love when those stories when there's doctors were baffled, they have no idea what happened, and there's only really one explanation. So looking forward to that one. But we are going to start here in Ukraine, and as it continues to drag on, it's getting darker and deadlier by the day. Ukrainian troops in the port city of Mariupol. They're facing the fight of their lives. They There was a surrender or die ultimatum that was issued yesterday from Russia, and President Zelensky vowed to fight to the end, and they basically just pushed that ultimatum aside and ignored it. Russia is, according to the experts, getting close to capturing Mariupol very soon. This comes as... Attacks are happening not just on the eastern side of Ukraine, but Moscow ramped up these attacks all across Ukraine. CBN's George Thomas, he is now back in Ukraine. He took a couple weeks off after he'd been there for, I think, a couple months. I mean, he was there before the war broke out. Now he's back. He posted his first report, guys, from inside Ukraine when he came back, and he was welcomed with air raid sirens. So here, I want to play a minute here of George, uh, what he posted as he was just coming back into Ukraine, and this is how he was welcomed and what he said.
3: Some 24, 25 hours after leaving Helsinki, Finland, I am back in Ukraine uh, after a three-week hiatus and um, just uh, got across the border a couple of hours ago uh, accompanying uh, several buses coming in from Helsinki, Finland. And as we... um, pulled in. Uh, In fact, uh, the Russians decided to uh, hit Lviv uh, with five missile strikes. We're not quite sure the latest from there. Uh, The reporting is ongoing. And as uh, I'm recording this, uh, the air raid sirens uh, are going off. Apparently, uh, the Russians have hit multiple targets uh, today in uh, across Ukraine, so I guess um, this is my welcome uh, to welcome back to Ukraine. How about that, right? You can hear the sirens,
1: and so then the video trails off. But you can hear the sirens there. But Lviv has been kind of the place that was sort of the safe. It was more on the it's more on the western side of Ukraine and. That was considered to be sort of the safe haven area. And now you see rocket attacks happening there. And um, they, you know, uh, you see smoke in the skyline, something you didn't see before. And, um, you know, according to the mayor of Lviv, there was about five missiles that struck the city. Emergency services were responding to those blasts. They were going to release more details as they got them. But this rush of bombardments happening all across Ukraine today, at least seven killed there. Putin appears to not be slowing down anytime soon. And Ukrainian uh, President Zelensky, he challenged Joe Biden over the weekend to come visit the country. He said he should come. He's the leader of the United States, and that's why he should come here and see. And Jen Psaki said that Biden is not currently planning a trip to Ukraine. So obviously continue prayers for that situation. Also want to mention CBN's Orphan Promise, who we have interviewed. Uh, Billy, I know during our Ukraine prayer event, you interviewed some of the people from Orphans Promise, and uh, including Olga, who was quoted in CBN News today, um, talking about on the on the positive side, in the midst of this chaos, they've basically changed all of their you know orphanage centers into refugee shelters, and they're helping as many people as they can. Uh, but they, uh, according to Olga, who we talked to, she said that um, you know we can't save everyone, but our most important job is to share good news, and we're trying to share the good news in this time because. People are open to accept Jesus. And we have so many people who have accepted Jesus in this time. So that's an interesting report from the field that people are accepting Christ in the midst of this chaos. And so um, obviously, praying first and foremost, you know, just for this to end. But hey, when people are coming to Christ, that is a win for the kingdom. And uh, kind of a silver lining in all of this,
2: you know, it's amazing to me that people are able to keep that perspective in the midst of something like yeah. this, losing everything, losing your home, you know, not, you know, just not even just losing the place where you've called home, but not being able to ever return there yeah. again, you know, potentially. Yeah, that is that is the part of this that is so heartbreaking. And again, I feel like the world is just watching this disaster unfold. These people have been fighting for for weeks and weeks and weeks now. And it's such a strange position to be in—to just sit here and observe it. And yeah, we're sending weapons, but the world is really—I feel—essentially silent. There's a lot of words, but there's not a lot of action, yeah. and I just don't know what to make of that.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's just such a uh, a tricky situation because you know, no matter what decision you make, right, it starts a a domino effect. So it it it's just it's so complex. But it is—it does feel like it, it almost feels like why are we doing? nothing while that part of the world is just burning. Um, but, you know, as Christians, I think it's a, a good reminder, one of the power of prayer, but two, uh, it's incredible to see people uh, actually living out the gospel and being the hands and feet of Jesus. Because we talk a lot of times, we've been blessed in the West to be very, you know, safe and and haven't had to, to deal with these confrontations on our own land, really. Um, so it's, You know, it's, it's easy to abstractly talk about what would it be like to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this way, but to see people actually having to do it, Mm. uh, is incredible. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's humbling to see the Christians around the world and the Christians who are in that region of the world, um, who are sacrificing their comfort, their finances, their, their safety, uh, to help people in the name of Jesus. Mm. So, you know, it's really cool.
1: No, indeed. And um, it's just this is one of those things where you watch the fickleness of the news cycle. And I think you're going to see people start to lose interest. Well, we we know. Yeah, yeah. Russia's fighting Ukraine. And the general, I think, mentality of, you know, the new the the news cycle, it's going to they're going to move on from it. And unless something extra shocking comes up, they're going to it's not going to be page number one story for much longer. I don't think. But which is sad. But um, because of what's going on, as you mentioned, Trey, like how this could impact kind of the world at large, like this is going to impact us one way or another um, if it keeps going on. And and so it doesn't seem like people are quite, quite, quite ready to understand that yet, but but we'll find out soon enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, so story number two. So a local leader in Lawrence, Massachusetts, is calling and calling this fire an Easter miracle uh, after it's after it swept through a series of houses uh, that are home to uh, you know more than a dozen families. It's 17 families in total, uh, and the miracle is that not a single person uh, or pet. Uh, was injured at all in the fire. Uh, It broke out Friday night, and it's displaced a total of 73 people in those 17 families, uh, and they're now living in temporary housing in Lawrence. Uh, So the city council president, Mark LaPlante, he said uh, that the survival of everyone, the fact that no one was hurt at all, uh, is an Easter miracle. He said it's amazing that we are all able to walk away From this, and you can go on to faithwire.com, and you can see the fire. It started uh, on the third floor uh, balcony of one of the houses, and it's in a really compact, densely populated urban area in the city. Uh, the The third floor balcony. They don't know exactly what caused it yet, but that's where the fire started. And because the winds were blowing so heavily and hard that day, uh, it ended up sweeping into at least five other houses. Uh, that you know, were home to like i said 17 different families and 73 people and that you know and then pets too in in some of those homes uh, so nobody was hurt, and it took firefighters three hours uh, to make sure that everyone who may potentially have been in there was out, uh, and then to extinguish uh, the fire completely. Uh, they had firefighters from New Hampshire and Massachusetts uh, come in, and they helped to to get rid of the fire. Uh, and in a follow-up tweet, uh, Mark Lamont, the city council leader, uh, he posted Sunday... Uh, that uh, on Easter Sunday, let's not forget those who need our help uh, from the Crosby Street fire, uh, and then also gave information uh, if for people who live in the area uh, where they could drop gift cards off or lightly use clothes, food, uh, and all of that to the people who, who were, were hurt in the fire. And it looks like the community has really just been rallying around. This is a short story, but I just think it's, it's an incredible story to highlight, one, because of the fact that no one was hurt. But two, it's awesome to see people coming together, the community helping one another uh, after such a, a devastating fire that broke out on a holiday, you know, on Easter weekend. Uh, so I just really wanted to highlight it one because uh, of those reasons, but also because I know that we have a praying audience at CBN and, and FaithWire. Uh, so certainly be in prayer for these families, uh, because obviously we can thank God for their physical safety. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff that they're going to have to go through the grieving process of having lost their homes and having lost the memorabilia in those homes and, and trying to figure out, okay, where do they go next? Cause this temporary housing, uh, which was provided by the red cross, by the way, uh, is not forever. Uh, so they're going to want to get back into, uh, into permanent housing and, and how are their jobs going to be impacted? So there are, there are a whole lot of, of ways that we can be praying. Uh, and certainly you can go on to, uh, the story and you can see information about if you wanted to, to mail something there, they have the address, uh, there, if you wanted to mail gift cards or supplies or whatever, uh, you can do that. So just an incredible story of God's, God's protection on them, uh, but also something to pray for, uh, in the future.
1: Yeah, and I'm just looking at the pictures now on faithwire.com. And <laughs> I mean, miracle is not a exaggeration here that nobody was hurt. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at the picture, and it looks like the surface of the sun has just emerged over a couple of apartment built complexes or or condos or whatever they might be. And, you know, just given the close proximity of all the different families, you know, how, you know, it's not just one family that has to escape, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of people. And that the fact that nobody got hurt in that is just, uh, it is really, a mar- it truly is a miracle. That is remarkable uh, when you look at the images of this thing just going up in flames completely.
2: Yeah, no. And I think its it's a moment too that in the middle of these crises and these tragic moments to remember that, you know, there are still blessings. We all go through these difficult moments and we need to pray for these families. I know it's unimaginable to lose everything you own. Um, but finding the blessings in the midst of the chaos, which is what I love about this story, tray, is that that blessing is that those people, scores of people, I mean, that seems statistically in light of how damaging and dangerous this looked, almost impossible, that nobody would have... You know, lost their lives, so thank God, and and I'm grateful that we're able to focus on that and bring that to light.
0: Yeah, I mean the the first house, about the where it started, is a multi family house, so there were several families just in that one house, mm. and then the others looked to be like row houses, so they're yeah. all so tightly packed. And I just, like you said, Dan, looking at those pictures, it's unbelievable that you can see the tops of those houses are just completely gone. <laughs> Fire, yes, uh, but no one, but no one was hurt. So it, it's a cool story.
2: It is. It is. Well. It's apparently Miracle Day here on the podcast. (laughs) That's our next story. This one caught my eye. It is a wild, wild story. And I'm just going to read a quote here. The quote is, there is no medical explanation. And that quote comes from Father Carl Pung of St. Mary Cathedral. This is in Lansing, Michigan. He was speaking about a situation involving one of the parishioners at the church who spent nearly 13 years in a wheelchair. In fact, um, in a couple of days here, it would have been the 13th anniversary of this woman being in this wheelchair. Now she was also on a ventilator. They had a ventilator they would travel with, and they had one at home. So she was very ill. This is somebody again, ventilator, wheelchair. And you're talking about over a decade of not routinely walking and moving around. Now, this particular individual, she ended up, her name's Danny Lorian. She was at a special healing service at St. Mary Cathedral on March fifteenth, 2022. So this was last month and she was sitting there with her husband. Again, this was a healing service. They were hoping to, um, you know, pray for healing. She had gone through so many health problems, and she talks in this video that was released about her story, and we have the video and the story over at Faithwire, but she says, quote, I reached up and I just said, I need you, and I need you to hold me and just take care of me, and she was speaking to God. Now, something seemed to happen in that moment And what's so interesting is hearing this woman and her husband talk about it. Her husband's name is Doug. He was sitting next to her during the service. He said that, or she said rather, that she got this sensation going through her entire body. Um, It was like there was water that was going down from her ears all the way down her body. And somebody in the church apparently said that they got a word of knowledge that somebody's lungs were being inflated. That was the wording that they used. So this is all happening at the same time. And she decides, Danny, to remove her portable ventilator. Now, she's sitting in this church, and her husband said, look, normally if her ventilator battery turns off or she doesn't have it on, you know, she has to have it on all the time. She goes into a panic because she can't breathe. But there was something different about this moment. As they're sitting there praying, she takes it out. There was no panic, no emergency, and she's just sitting there able to breathe. One breath, another breath. And that miracle was shocking to them as they're sitting alone or, you know, actually with her mother. Her mother was also with them in this church. And then all of a sudden they do an altar call like many churches do. And they were asking people who wanted healing to come up to the front of the church. And they had been training Danny to work with a walker, but they didn't have the walker with them. They just had the wheelchair. And all of a sudden she gets up and she starts walking on her own up to the front of this church, something that she hadn't have been able to do for 13 years. And it was crazy. From that moment on, it's been a month. She's been walking. She has been able to breathe. Um, she believes that she was completely healed during this service. And, of course, the doctors, the priest, everybody is shocked by what is unfolded here. And, you know, there are going to be skeptics to this story, but I find it fascinating that They even joke that she jumped on her bed like she was jumping on the bed the day after this happened, (laughs) something she hasn't done, obviously, um, in years. And the priest who's interviewed in this video, he says, you know, again, he said there's no way to explain this outside of God. He said God simply chose to act. Now she can breathe when she couldn't breathe on her own. She can walk when she couldn't walk on her own. And he said, again, there's no medical explanation from one second not being able to do those things, next second being able to do them. And I thought the really cool thing that that she said in the midst of the story, she said, when you pray, pray big, God has the ability to do anything. So why does it matter? It matters because the story is crazy, right? <laughs> either Either there's some medical miracle we don't know about that has nothing to do with God or God intervened. And I think, you know... I I think it's the latter in this case. So it's a pretty amazing story.
1: Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And you just, I, like I said at the top, anytime I see a story that there's no medical explanation for it, I mean, I just, you know, you just smile thinking about it's, you know, God essentially showing off and showing his grace at times to us very clearly. And, uh, it's fun to, it's fun to see when, something like this appears to happen and uh, you know, we can, we can celebrate God for that. And um, you know, I I think about the 10 lepers that were healed, only one went to come back. And so, you know, when someone is gets a healing like this and, and they, there's no explanation for it, they're crediting God. You know, it's, it's good to see them giving that credit to God. And you know, for whatever reason that happened that way, then to, you know, be giving thanks to God either way is uh, always a welcome sight.
0: Yeah, and it's a good reminder too of why we shouldn't try to play God. Right? Yeah, because it's yeah you never uh, know you never know what you are potentially missing out on. Uh, you know yeah. what God uh, intends to do, what His greater purposes and His plan is. Uh, you know, we don't have a crystal ball and can't know how God is going to work something out. And obviously, we know as believers that uh, God's plan can't be stopped. He's sovereign, and and His will is going to be achieved. Uh, but by not trusting in him or by not trusting uh, that he you know has has got this and in, in, in however way he's gonna solve something uh, we're shortchanging God right and we're um, we're missing out on the the blessing uh, that comes along with believing in him that doesn't mean there aren't going to be trials or life it's not going to be hard uh, but there's purpose in those trials when you when you trust in God
2: yeah absolutely absolutely and I think, you know, understanding that there's a plan and that God's going to reach so many people through stories like this, and I think yeah. that's part of the thing that is just so incredible to me about you know being able to read these and then report on them. They're they're just amazing faith, you know, filling stories. They really are.
1: Right. Which uh, mainstream media will typically usually ignore, uh, or you or know, explain away, or explain know? away in a different <laughs> way. You know, and try to ignore the 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 massive elephant in the room of who could it have been um but anyway so yeah good good story there and um real quick before we close guys meteorologists you can read about this over on cbnnews.com but they're saying that a late season winter storm is headed for the northeast eastern United States which has Stop me it. questioning all my geographical living situation like what am i doing here why why am i not somewhere that it's 75 all year round you know also
2: where is global warming at what is, what is going on with <laughs> right. this i'm taking might, a break
1: i'd like a little more warmth in my spring i don't need frost warnings in the morning and right, so, it's mid april it's mid april come on come on let's warm this thing up a little <laughs> as bit as joe here, biden so. would
0: say come on come
1: on come on man <laughs> let's get this thing warmed up but that is that is all the time we have for today's podcast We will be back here tomorrow with more. As always, you can head on over uh, to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. And um, hope you have the rest of a fantastic Monday here uh, doing your taxes and uh, all that other fun stuff that comes along with that. So God bless. See you back here tomorrow.